Soon afterward, Mary got ready and hurried off to a town in the hill country of Judea. She went into Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby moved within her. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and said in a loud voice, You are the most blessed of all women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Why should this great thing happen to me, that my Lord's mother comes to visit me? For as soon as I heard your greeting, the baby within me jumped with gladness. How happy you are to believe that the Lord's message to you will come true. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat, so we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and on this podcast, we talk about all the things that are standing between you and the woman God has called you to be, and we work on clearing that stuff out of your life. So we're going to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman he's called you to be. Today's episode, I cannot deny, was inspired by the recent rosary group that we did during Lent. And I hope you enjoyed last week's episode where a few of the women came on and shared why they signed up and what they got out of it. Um, And obviously, when you do something for 40 days in a row, it impacts you. So saying the rosary every day for 40 days actually Yesterday was the first day I missed since Fat Tuesday, so I kept it up every weekend and after Lent, and now my husband is my new accountability buddy at 5 a.m., so we've gotten up two times so far. We missed it the one day, Um, so I'm looking forward to getting up with him and praying the rosary with him. But today's episode was inspired, of course, by the visitation when, so take you back, The Blessed Mother has seen the angel Gabriel. He asked her if she would be God's mother. She said yes. And then he said, also, your cousin Elizabeth is with child. So the next mystery of the rosary, the first one is the Annunciation. The second one is the Visitation because we're walking through Jesus's life and the life of Mary. So after she becomes pregnant with with Jesus, she travels to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who is pregnant with John the Baptist. And she arrives there, and when Elizabeth opens the door, she gets this phenomenal greeting of, you know, blessed are you among women. So Elizabeth is just thrilled that the Blessed Mother is standing at her doorstep and she is there to bring her comfort, to bring her community, to help her with the practical needs of having this new baby, right? So it's the tail end of Elizabeth's pregnancy and um, Mary stays for three months. Now, what I see with almost every new declutter client that I have is the same thing. 
The first time I arrive at their house, they open the door. Sometimes it's very slowly and they peek out and they kind of take a look at me. They take in what I look like. What am I bringing with me? Oh my gosh, what is she going to think? Um, I've heard people say that they look immediately at my eyes to see where I'm looking and if I'm judging them. So I know from working with clients that the clutter behind the front door is embarrassing. It might be shameful. It's impractical because sometimes there's just nowhere to have friends come in and invite them to come in. Um, and they're scared and they're embarrassed and they're, you know, they're afraid of being judged and they feel like they failed somehow. But that's not what I'm there to do. Like I'm there to bring them hope and to help them and to do the practical things. That's why I love my job because I don't think I could be a therapist because I think I would just get too frustrated with giving people advice or asking them what they think they should do, and then they just don't do the work. Whereas when I go in to help people, at the end of the day, we can sit back and just go, ah, we did that. We made this place better than I found it. And I love that feeling of accomplishment. So I want you to kind of put yourself in the place of Elizabeth and welcoming Mary into her home. And I think a lot of what's happened in our generation is that we have moved away from our family. We are kind of on our own a lot of times. And I know for us personally, I live 45 minutes from my mom, a different 45 minutes in a different direction from my sister, and we live almost three hours from my in-laws. We really didn't think this through when we bought this house and we settled our life here in the Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania. And I really didn't know what I would be missing out on when I really chose to raise my kids far away from family. And it's just been, it's been hard. I will be honest, raising kids pretty much by myself with just my husband and I has been very, very hard. Now, the one big saving grace, I will say, is that in our first home, we lived in a twin in the the little city of Allentown, and we lived very close together, like in the city. And I had a very diverse neighborhood and street that I lived on. And so between people that worked from home, people that were retired, people that were other stay-at-home moms, people that worked third shift, but they were home during the day, we really almost every house had somebody home during the day. And so I felt like I had a village and I felt like I had a community. And whenever my son was cranky, I would take him for what I called my old lady walk. And we would walk to these different restaurants and the post office and the farmer's market. And each place that we went, they would fuss over him. And before you know it, an hour has gone by and we work our way back home and he's a happy little guy and I feel fulfilled because I have gotten um, help from women that are older than me. I've gotten advice from moms that have been there already, done that. And maybe I've just gotten a break where I can just hand the baby to somebody and they say, go inside and, you know, tidy up or something while I hold the baby on the front porch or I'll take him for a walk or whatever. Um, I had a mother's helper that was right around the corner from my house. Like, I lived in a really sweet community, and 
I think that it was just such a wonderful place to raise children because I had community. And if you listen to last week's episode where the women shared what they got out of the rosary group, you just heard over and over and over again that they signed up because they wanted accountability. They wanted to learn how to pray the rosary. They wanted to do it every day. Maybe they wanted to get into the practice of getting up at 5 a.m. But every one of them said that what they didn't anticipate was the community that we were going to form. And I can't predict that. But I had a feeling that's what was going to happen, but I can't promise that, right? When I when I make the pitch for this is the program that I'm going to be doing. But when you sign up for something with like-minded women, a lot of times that's just naturally what's going to happen. And so that's one place for us to have community is online, virtually. If you don't live in a little town or if you don't have your parents or your sisters or your in-laws with you, um, you know, it can be very lonely. And clutter can do that for us because it it can be a block to you opening that front door wide as Elizabeth did and welcoming in your friend, your cousin to your home. And it can really cut you off. It can isolate you. It can make you feel lonely. It can make the joy that is supposed to be motherhood very lonely. Even when our kids are older, you know, maybe you didn't get to form friendships when your kids were younger because you didn't have this opportunity or you didn't have people over. And now that your kids are grown, it's even harder. I hear that time and time again with the women that I work with is like they are just seeking true friendships. And it's just, it's hard to do and you really have to make an effort the older you get. But if there's one thing I can do for you to kind of remove that first barrier, you know, like I like to prune away these very practical things, I can help you declutter so that you can welcome people into your home. And recent studies have shown that the happiest people on earth are the, it's not the wealthiest people, it's the people that have good, strong relationships in their lives. And if clutter is preventing you from having those deep connections in your life, then let's do something about it. So the next few episodes, I'm going to actually dedicate to decluttering and a little bit of organizing because I know personally, I'm in the mood for spring cleaning. I'm sitting in my cedar closet in the basement recording this, and I've probably spent the past hour decluttering and organizing and bringing all the ski stuff back down here and going through all the bins of clothing and seeing what we can get rid of and all the shoes that don't fit anybody anymore. I was able to get rid of two bins and put those out of my my house. I took a shoe rack out of here and I put it up in my own bedroom. And I brought in a new table into this space because I was kind of balancing my computer on my lap and I didn't have a place to put my Bible. So now I feel like I have like a great setup inside this closet. And I think that's what spring cleaning does for us. When you declutter, you are opening up the space for new energy and new friendships and new loves to come in. Like you, you know, you ever see that meme where the kid's holding onto the teddy bear so tight and like Jesus is standing there with this massive teddy bear behind his back, but we're so, we're so bent on holding on to what we know that we refuse to let go and let God. So 
I'm going to tell you about the next thing I'm going to be offering. And it's going to be a program where we are going to declutter and let go and let God into your physical space. Okay. Let the energy that he has planned for your life, the joy he has planned for your life, let that flow into your home. So let me get into what I'm going to be offering. So the the program that I'm going to be offering next is not even really a program. I'm actually, I'm calling it the Visitation Declutter Retreat, and it's only a two-hour virtual retreat. The date is going to be Sunday, May 14th from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I'm trying to mix up the times so that we can get some different people involved with, um, you know, I'm trying to hit the different time zones. So also when October comes around, I want to do another rosary group. I definitely want to hit some different time zones for that as well. So please email me where you're coming from, because the more I hear from you guys, the better I can tailor um, these programs and different things. And I heard from a lovely young mom the other weekend. And, you know, sometimes I forget that I've got young moms listening because I'm really not in that season anymore. So then I start thinking about different topics that I could um, do for the younger moms. So the more I hear from you, the more you show up for my free things, the more I can get to know you. And then I can tailor these podcast episodes to things that really are important to you. So this visitation declutter retreat is going to be a two hour virtual retreat on Sunday, May 14th from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is going to be $40. And like I said, it's two hours long. We are going to just make it a very safe and welcoming environment for all of you to join in. Uh, I will do this for as little as one person. So if you're the only one that shows up, it's you and me, and we're going on retreat together. But I would encourage you, if you're feeling a little tingle in your heart that maybe this sounds like something for you to do, I would encourage you to sign up for that, and that will be in the show notes. So what are we going to do? We're going to have a little welcome. We're going to introduce ourselves, and we're really going to, I'm going to reread this um, visitation passage from the Bible, and we're really going to meditate on the visitation. We're going to really talk about that image of the Bible. We're going to make it personal. I'm going to talk about you personally. We're going to have people share their stories. Um, Again, if this sounds intimidating, I want you to keep an open mind and know that it is always a safe place that I try to cultivate with my people that sign up for anything. And so far, it has always worked out that just the nicest people sign up for things. I always say God puts the group together. So just come and be not afraid. But we're going to talk about the visitation in the Bible. We are going to share our faith. We're going to share fellowship and community with one another. Um, It's going to be good because you're immediately going to be in a group of women that are sharing with your same struggle. So we're all going to help one another carry our cross. Um, But most importantly, I don't know, maybe more. Maybe the faith is the most important thing to you. But also the other thing is we are actually going to declutter. So I'll ask that you have your computer or your phone or your Zoom capabilities in the area of the entrance of your home because we are going to be focusing on the entrance of your home. So we are going to be decluttering within this two-hour window. So we're going to begin with some prayer and fellowship and some getting to know each other, and then we're going to move into actually decluttering. And I'll be there to answer any of your questions. If you have some hangups on things that you're hanging on to and you're like, oh my gosh, Gina, what should I do about this or that? Or how can I 
fix this part of my home, this entrance. Um, we will talk about all that. You can ask me anything you want to ask me. And the things that I will teach you will be tools that you will then be able to take throughout the rest of your home to declutter. And ultimately, the idea is that you will have a spring and summer this year that you really feel like you can open your doors. You can have your friends, parents come in, you know, maybe have them over for a cup of tea. Let the kids play a little bit. Imagine your summer if you could have a play date and have the mom come in and just have a cup of tea with you. And imagine the journey of motherhood that you'll have if you have a friend that can share in this journey with you. Okay. Um, so yes, that's what I'll be offering next. And um, yeah. That is it. So I hope that you will prayerfully consider this next program. It's, again, just a two-hour little retreat that I'm going to be offering, and um, we'll do some faith, and we'll do some practical decluttering along with that. Have a great day, and I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me. Take care.